Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Steve. My name is Sean. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Woo! One shot. I'm so happy. We all gave each other that look like, who's going to uh, who's gonna go next? <laughs> we actually did that. <laughs> Very well coordinated. You know, I think it's it's timely because this is our 100th episode. We made it. I thought we're, I thought one of us would die. And yeah. Or, you know. Sta- the stats weren't on our side, especially since a lot of people here are minorities. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, we're starting out the episode that way. Cool. Uh, so this week is a special week because we're lo- uh, reviewing the most uh, anticipated film of 2019 so far. Glass. Wait, wait. What? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think people were excited when they first heard Maybe about January. This. Yeah, all right. Most anticipated film in January. Glass. That's right. And then we're going to be talking about uh, uh, plot twist. Uh, do they do they uh, do they hinder a film? Do they make it better? Uh, basically, our thoughts on like the use of a plot twist, and I think when it's is appropriate. It, is right? it a crutch or yeah. is it not? When is it not? Yeah. So uh, before we get in all that, uh, I want to go around the table and uh, let's just talk about our favorite episodes or favorite moments around the show. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. that. <laughs> I don't think we could do that. I don't think anyone could really probably. I do. Name I a do have stats. Moment. Um, do you want to do that now, or do you want to do it later? It's up to you guys. I don't care. Do what, do you, what do you guys think? Whatever you want to do, man. Yeah, let's do it later. This I think is it'll your be, bit. Yeah, this is your bit. We'll do it later. We'll, we'll, we'll push you aside for so far. How was everyone's week? How about that? How was your 100th episode week? Was it exciting? It was pretty good. Did you tell people? No, I didn't really tell anybody. You didn't tell your mom or anything? Well, what I tell my mom? I don't know, but like it's a. I, feel I like told. That's I told the one person you should tell, man. I told oh, one yeah? person about this, so that's pretty big deal. It was yeah. your mom? No. It was. I forgot who I told. I think it was like a, it was like <laughs> passing by to us, even like anyone important. Like, like I think it was just the recording. guy that works at the bodega. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told everybody I checked in at the hostel. <laughs> I just want you to know that I do a podcast. We're celebrating our 100th episode. Enjoy your stay. And they're like, uh, I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> they say it just like that. Yeah. They say it with an American accent. <laughs> Sick. Um, how about how about anyone else's week? Um, my week was good. <clears throat> what did I do? I well, I that's did. a great that's a great week. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I can't even fucking. Yeah, it's it's really nothing. Nothing going on for me. I did some cleaning, did some video games. Are uh, you still playing that one game? Oh yeah, I'm still playing it. How do you feel about it? Um, it's terrible. Oh, in the sense that it could ruin my life. Oh, I thought I watched it already the tournament. Tur- yeah, I watched the tournament over the weekend too. So it was that. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should quit. <laughs> I remember previous to this, before this game came out, I felt like you were like doing like a lot of shit was happening. Like you're like, yeah, I'm busy, man. I got all this stuff going on. I mean, what else game? am I going to do? Yeah, and then once this game came out, it's just... You I'm just, working, you know. It's are you going to go pro? That's the question I always have for you. No. Okay. All right. Would you like to go pro? Yeah, that's the question. Uh, no, because I know what it takes. And um, What does it take? A lot of Mountain Dew? A lot of us <laughs> late nights? That's very <laughs> disrespectful. I mean, you're just generalizing at this point, but yeah. Sorry, I watched the Video Game Awards one year, and that's all that was... Pr- people were just promoting that and Cool Ranch Doritos, so I'm just assuming that's, like, gamer fuel. Or that's what they at least called it no, on the No, you essentially need to play, like, eight hours a day. You need to fly over the, all over the country and attend tournaments and Do you stuff. want me to manage your your calendar? Because I could do that. No, I, I actually have a, another uh, career 
path. Oh, really? What is it? Uh, not video game. Not video game. Person. <laughs> Sick. Sean? Um, I like this, this look. This week. Um, I made it up to Chapter 5 in Red Dead. Dude, That's exciting. It's crazy. Have you gotten there yet? I think you told me about it the other night. And yeah. I was, uh, we were drinking a bit. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm going to get there. It's really good, dude. There. It's really good. You know, it it got almost a perfect ten on across the board. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Out of uh, any game that's been released in the last couple of years, it almost got a ten out of every blog and review site there is. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, but I, yeah, I think Smash got a ten everywhere. So. Really? Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> I haven't looked into. I haven't looked into that. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Dexter. I have it's a question. Really good. I have a question. Do you want to go pro in, in Red Dead? What do you mean? You like uh You want to go pro like multiplayer wise? Oh, I haven't even dabbled with multiplayer <laughs> yet, but uh I can't wait. I'm trying to get the story out first. Oh. I haven't even done any of the side stuff yet. Jesus. Just trying to get through all the story shit. Jesus, thing that yeah, it's a pretty long fucking game. Yeah, but that's about it. Oh. Well, my week was pretty pretty cool, I guess. Uh I'd like to say a lot of things happened, but uh you know, just work. Uh I was on set yesterday. I filmed I actually worked on my first music video yesterday, which was really interesting. I haven't, I've never done that before. So, uh, but I went in with it a good, uh, good spirits. You know, I wasn't, everyone there was like super, super chill. A lot of the people there were comedians as well, like people who were acting in the, in the music video. So I was actually kind of happy because it wasn't a stressful environment. Everyone's in, you know, in a good mood, laughing, joking around. Uh, especially nice. if you have to shoot a video within like 12 hours. I feel like the super it, it can get a little stressful, but it, it was it was a nice experience and uh and the thing is I went in I went to set and I was in the building for the whole day and then I walked out and it was fucking freezing and I just ran home. Just ran. <laughs> Didn't look back at all, so yeah, and then uh we woke up this morning, it was pretty fucking shitty. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's disgustingly cold out right now. Right. Alright, let's do the bit. Do you want to do the bit now? I thought you want to yeah. do the bit later. Later, okay. Did Harvey talk about this week already? Yeah. He did? Yeah. I yeah, did. He, yeah. I asked him if he told anyone about the 100th episode, and he said... Mm-hmm. No. Oh, that, oh, that was your week? We talked about my mom for five seconds. And oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> how was your mom? <laughs> She's good. Oh, that's She's good. good. <laughs> Is there anything else added to your week? or? Um, No, not really. Just worked and uh, tried to avoid going outside as much as possible. There was uh, a couple friends of mine on uh, Instagram posting... Uh, Port St. Lucie weather, how it's 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, it's three degrees. Yeah. It's funny, though, because it's very cold truly, well, so the thing about New York is it's not always this cold. It's not normal. No, it's weird because um, tomorrow's back to like 38. It's yeah. always it's always this cold once, usually once a year, though. Yeah, right. There's always that like once, one once or two days. Um, Wasn't it like this last January? There was like one day that was right. so fucked. But I think uh, like it's funny, though, because 45 degrees is so standard winter here yeah like i feel like it's always like between 37 and 45 degrees all winter long mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right cool uh um, no, let's stop talking about weather <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is our 100th episode before we get into movies i think it, it's okay to reflect back on the uh the good old days okay um i have a couple of score sheets here i'm ready for them um so I was going to go through and find out all the movies that everyone owes, but I didn't do that. Like the ones that they just tried to forget about 
Everyone here owes a movie. I've except definitely. me. I except me. I definitely don't <coughs> owe a movie. That's not true. I'm pretty sure you owe nope. one movie. Nope. Watch them all. <laughs> um, Convenient. But Sean, I thought of Sean. Uh, he owes me cartel and stuff. Yeah, well, are you owe you and Harvey? But you also owe Pat. <laughs> oh that yeah, you do. I <laughs> <laughs> should don't count. I completely forgot about that. Look, man, you're gonna whether you like it or not, you're gonna uh, watch Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Review it to who? So it's us. <laughs> so the the um, the other score thing that I, I uh, tallied up was. Uh, we we got we like to give each other a lot of shit for for being absent. So I tallied up everyone. Uh, we all know Sean was the loser of that. Uh, who's yeah, second? Yeah, there's a couple times I wasn't here. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> who's second? I'm gonna go with thirteen, Sean. Thirteen for That's this year? Bad. For this year? <clears throat> no, all, all time. All time? That's not bad. Um, I'm second place. Got him. Nine. I got nine. Obviously, who's third? Who's third? Yeah. Harvey. What are your bets? I doubt it's me. You don't think so? I think I've missed the least amount of episodes. I yeah. think I've missed the least amount of episodes. It's you, Harvey. Really? Yeah. God, You've missed seven. God, the commitment. Mm. They the add cause. up, man. They add up. <laughs> so you're only two, two you below sound, me. You sound like a principal. They add uh, up. Hey. <laughs> Would you happen to have a... Uh, this is the same reason I got fired from my first job. <laughs> <laughs> they did a tally of everybody in the office. Harvey, I swear like, uh, if I have which episodes, I don't because I didn't have the time. Do you have how many times uh, Steve yawned into the mic? Uh, how many episodes have we done? That's at least 50. <laughs> at least 50. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> at least once an episode. <laughs> At least 50. I feel like that's data we'd have to pay somebody to go through. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really scrupulous. Literally two hours I'll, of every I'll, episode. I'll, I'll pay for like super granular shit like that. Like, <laughs> I'll pay for it. <laughs> don't fucking get, uh, get the internet Steve, started. Steve, Steve has missed the lease. Yeah. Um, but let's I'm chalk pre- that up to it's in his living room and he, he has no life. I don't know about that. I think, think about the, I think I'm the he, most. He I think I'm hands down the Statistically proven, we would be the two most call outs because we don't live here. Yeah. Right. So and I sometimes never, we don't get here. And I never give anyone shit. I feel like it's it's a part of the process. Yeah, I think there's uh, recorded evidence of you I'm giving pretty, shit. Actually, no, that's not true. I think I'm the one who gives the least shit. <laughs> All right, moving on. What's this next? Moving thing? on is... Uh, and I feel like I'm the laziest here. The annual... <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Well, that's not, not up for debate. Um, the annual game uh, celebration. The game that Harvey once declared... Uh, he was going to change it. We changed the rules a little bit, and we called it Get Wrecked this year, as opposed to the last year. Um, since our new rules where the winner gets immunity in the next round, Harvey has complained uh, almost none, so that's good. We've we've doctored that. Uh, so last year, episode 1 through 47, we did it on the Oscars, like post-Oscar episode or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh Harvey definitely lost the most. Yeah, but he was at fifteen. I was at twelve. Sean was at eleven, and Steve was only at nine. Um, this year, or should I say, episode forty-eight to now, uh, we have a tie for uh, third and fourth place. It's uh, Sean and Harvey lost ten times. Uh, yeah, Steve. Lost 15, and I lost 16 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But we also found a recent... But you also have to factor in... Dice. 
Yeah, yeah. We also found out Steve's cheating. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I lost 15 times and missed the second of the most episodes. That's pretty bad. Because yeah. I wasn't here all those times to lose, but I still lost a lot. So that's how you know I have bad luck. You know, after that episode, I was like up all night trying to think of another analogy for the dice shit. <laughs> Just so I could <laughs> say it to Steve again. I couldn't come up with anything, though. Um, what are you guys I'm talking still about? still working on it. You, Sorry, I was like reading cheated. something. The, the uh, dice thing. I don't remember. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> so our final scores overall, do the right film all time. Uh, I've lost 28 times. <laughs> uh, Harvey lost 25, Steve 24, and Sean 21. Yeah. Sean has lost the least. Yeah, because Sean's a, had missed the most amount of episodes. That's, That's true. Yeah. That factors uh, into it. I That's mean, what? I've only mi- uh, What was your call rate? I was 13. What was mine? Oh, no. Mine was nine. Yours was 13. That's not bad. <laughs> but if you go through, like, I have, like, a legitimate excuse <coughs> for all of them. What's up? Uh, nothing. I have an excuse for all nine, but <laughs> it's all good, man. I don't, nor I, don't, there. I don't. I don't hold judgments. I don't. I don't. You know, you you're living life. I was living life. <laughs> all right, great. So, um, it is our hundredth episode, but it's business as usual here. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I want to hear about some movies, particularly one movie that I feel like Steve might not have saw. I just I could see that happening. Oh no, I saw that movie. All right. Oh. Do you want me to? Oh, do you want yeah. What was that? Wait, hold on. Don't tell me. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna sit here and falling silence. down. Yeah, it was. Oh falling. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like Rolodex all the movies you always want somebody oh, yeah. to watch. I saw like an article that said like it's about or five of them. I saw something that said that he an article that said uh, yeah, that he was actually here. yeah. White people. Okay. <coughs> uh, I still disagree with that article. Uh, all right, falling down. Released in 1992. Directed by Joel Schumacher. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it's the same same. Fucking genius that brought us Batman and Robin forever, some crap like that. Uh, let me double check with that. That is true. Hey, yeah. we all fall from grace. This this man is bonkers. I just realized this. This is insane. I never. You serious? Yeah, he's got a weird catalog. This is the weirdest fucking catalog. Because I love the Lost Boys, mm-hmm. but I hate everything else he's done. Actually, no. Whoa, a time, no, a time to kill. A time to kill. Spoiler. I like. I like a time to kill. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. All right. Back to what we were talking about. Falling Down. Not a big fan of this movie. Uh, wow. This movie Coming is... Coming out of the gates. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a tale of a of defen- defense, I guess. He doesn't really have a name, or he doesn't... He's never given his, like, like a proper name throughout the whole film. Yeah, I'm going to read the synopsis, at least. All right. On the day of his daughter's birthday... Uh, oh, they, I guess there, it is in the synopsis. Uh, William Defense Foster is trying to get to his home... To his estranged wife to see his daughter. Okay, here's the problem with this. What's that? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. I hate the way this movie starts. Because the problem is, like, I think it's because I'm watching this movie with, with the views I have now and the things that have been happening now culturally and politically that watching a white man run around beating up minorities and then running around shooting people <laughs> with a fucking gun it just doesn't it doesn't do anything for me thomas and like to give him the excuse he's just like oh it's against the bureaucracy of how the way he's been treated his life I'm like no it's like every, like like the cop said in this fucking film uh what was it robert duvall he's like you know life isn't fair you know like you don't it doesn't mean you get the right to do 
act this way. Well, I didn't, I there's didn't layers like, to it. And they, no, the layers are not. I feel like don't come across. Forget it. White people had it rough back then. Yeah, white people definitely had it rough. I am so sorry. It's not about white <laughs> people in general. It's just about that particular person or that particular time. Doesn't he go to like a McDonald's or some shit? Yeah, he, he shoots g- up all the black guys. <laughs> what? He's <laughs> making it. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not how that's it that's happened. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen, but no, uh, that piece of shit. All right, no. Uh, all right, let me jump back into this. It's just this movie just totally doesn't make any sense. It doesn't know what it wants to be because it wants to pers- live in this absurdist world where this is happening and this man's getting away with it for so long. Did you explain just, the story? A little bit, I guess. I Uh-oh. guess I didn't. I wasn't I'm confused. About I just read the synopsis. So. Yeah, I just read it. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you open the, Why don't you give us the open, the cold open? All right, a white man gets pissed off because he's stuck in LA traffic. Gets out of his car, walks around. Two minorities bully him, and then he's and he attacks them. Uh, and it's well, basically I mean, the they could story. Have been two white people bullying. I mean, he he he. They provoked it, you know. So it's basically a white dude tearing up Los Angeles, and he's like, <laughs> basically, they're stopping him for getting to his daughter. And he's not gonna let that happen. So he's gonna fuck up anyone in his way. Yeah, man, it's family and love. What's cool? It's what, I did, what I did like about that opening scene is that um, the way they shoot it, it looks so fucking hot. Like you feel him boiling. I think that's the only. That's the only thing this movie gets uh, a star. It's, it does feel fucking hot, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like we've all been in our cars in Florida and like, dude, I can take the fuck out of this bitch. There's I, no AC. I personally think <laughs> this is a... This, this movie is totally just doesn't know what it wants to be. Like, it tries to live in this absurdist world, but yet everything else is so grounded and it just makes you feel uncomfortable watching this man do these things. But isn't it, isn't but, it but, memorable? No, I just kind of like realize, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch Wait this movie sec. again. Come on, man. I don't know if I want to watch this movie again. Remember remember when, he, when the, the military guy sees a snow globe? He's like, and he says, and he just calls, I forgot, it was like faggot or something. Like, this yeah, movie is like, what's um, this? Faggot. Faggot shit. It's, it's like uh, the first Rambo, but in LA. It's just weird. It's like, guy, like, it's like running around shooting people. I understand what he uh. was trying to do. I kind of get what, what, I just think it did a bad job at telling the story. Well, it's the 90s, you know, it's, that's how you tell those stories. I don't know. I don't want to give it that excuse. <laughs> I just you, think, I just think tonally was just I really off. And it, it just if you're related to, my anger towards bureaucracy. You, but the thing is, you don't like get that until the very end, and even at the end, it's I got it ex- in the middle of the film. We talked about. You, but that's the thing, though. It's just like the comments he would make were just like, like when he got upset at the Korean store owner, he's just like, "How can you come to my country and just don't know how to use the fuck, like learn how to use the language properly?" Yeah, he's, like, a, he's like, a racist white man, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like that comes first, then him being upset with bureaucracy and how the way the, the, the traffic government. comes first. But I feel like that that's the thing that just like it stands out more than anything in this film. And it just like it just rubs me the wrong way and I feel like it doesn't know Alright, like one movie I'm thinking about in particular is like God Bless America America, which was really absurd. Like it took that angle. It it kinda follows the same you have you watched that, Sean? Yeah. Where it, it follow, in bars, isn't it? I believe so. Uh and yeah. it just follows this like these two people just making just like Creating like creating mayhem everywhere they go, killing people. It's no like re- that one Astro- Astro- or New Zealand movie. Harvey, what am I talking about? What movie? Uh, Out of the Blue or something like that, where the guy is based on a true story. He just goes crazy one day because like his neighbors are bugging him, and he shoots up the whole yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. With um, I think that's what it was called? Uh, Kurt Carl Urban. Wait, yeah, I forget yeah. the name of that movie, but 
Yeah, I think it's out of the about. blue or yeah, something like that. Sorry. <laughs> so no, uh, uh, not a big fan of this film. Oh, you know. Well, what'd you rate it? Uh, do I have to? Uh, I guess uh, no, one don't. and a half. God damn! <laughs> 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 Just crush someone's child. That might be. <laughs> That might be one of the lowest rated recommended films. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. like threw him a layup and he <laughs> grabbed it and hit you in the fucking face with the ball. I think um, I think this movie is supposed to be fun. It's it it's tone it's tone deaf. It doesn't know what it wants. I think it, I think the tone is. Uh, I don't think it's funny when he's just being ra- like like a fervent racist, and then and then you. People were trying. To, you can't sympathize with that man because the thing is, he's a piece of shit. I think, and you find out even halfway through the movie that he's a piece of shit. He's not a good person. I think that's the point of it, though. The only person I found interesting or redeemable was Robert Duvall because I'm like, man, I get it, dude. Like, but that story is kind of weird too. Like his wife, like she's just nagging him the whole. It's movie. just yeah, and then his wife is just nagging him the whole fucking movie. It's like, it, it, <laughs> like I said, I feel like this film was like at odds. With each other, I feel like if it leaned more to the absurd, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, I just didn't. I don't think we got and it's that a weird, level of okay. Absurd so I'll read this real, the synopsis for. Um, I would out agree of the blue. with you. I would definitely agree with that part. I think he that, made it as absurd. Doesn't this sound similar, Steve? What this is the uh, out of the blue with Carl Urban. Uh, this was from 2006, and this is just the synopsis. Um, based on the uh, based on the Aramona massacre that occurred in November 13 and 14, 1990. Resident David Gray, an unemployed gun collector, went on a rampage in which he killed 13 people uh, before he was shot dead by police. This guy's not going on a rampage, though, and falling down. It's definitely a fucking rampage. But he's not, like, he's not going on a senseless killing spree. It's, I don't think it's... I feel like he finds justification for his actions. I think he's a person. Right. I think he's, I think yeah. he's like... He's obviously having a mental breakdown, He doesn't though. do a lot of killing in the movie. Yeah, but but his actions speak otherwise, though. Like, the things he's doing. I mean, why can't, I don't know. Why can't they serve breakfast? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's just like, it's like weird <laughs> shit that white people will only complain about. I feel like it's like, it's like, it's 1135. Why can't I have breakfast? It's the because, fucking rules. Because here's the thing. Live we've with we've it. made it this far. And, and there's no reason for the bureaucracy. There's no reason for it. I don't know. I feel like... Look, man. Everyone's uh, you, everyone's <laughs> got their... <laughs> this show will start attacking you. Every, everyone's got their plight, all right? Let me live my life. Just, just because Let my... Let me live my life. Just, just because minorities have it worse than white people doesn't mean we should put up with bureaucracy as well. We can fight both fights. We can fight both fights. We should... We should... Like, there should be no... Fucking institutional racism, and you should be able to get breakfast five minutes. It's like <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't be one or the other. It should be both. All right. Is, are you? He wasn't. Are you, are you about to become a politician? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we can do. We I can love fix it. All. I love it. Really, just just the, the the plight of minorities to fucking eleven eleven o'clock breakfast at McDonald's. <laughs> Thomas Shono for a uh, controller. Look, man. You know what's a fucked up part? He will win. <laughs> hey, man. I haven't seen this movie in a That's long time. That's his platform, time. McDonald's. His slogan is, let me live my life. <laughs> I think the movie's worth it alone for the faggot shit line. <laughs> I've seen, like, clips of that, but, yeah, I've never seen the whole movie. Uh, Let's talk I about say, another movie. Yeah. Solid flick. Solid <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't let Steve win? tell you otherwise. <laughs> you know what? If you want to watch this movie, watch it. But I wasn't a big fan. Did you so, watch anything else, Steve? If you I ever, did. If, if you're ever mad, you just want to get some aggression out, watch it. Yeah. All right, I have one movie, but I can't talk about it until next week because I didn't finish watching the last Jesus. 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. It was a long story, but yeah. And then I watched Fire, a documentary on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if anyone else watched it. Anyone else? Not yet, but mm. I know what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it either because, uh, you know, I can't because my job made it. So I feel like I'm going to be biased regardless. I have to give it a good score. Five out of five. Best movie of the year. Uh, wow. I rewatched. For some rude reason, I was up at 5 a.m. This is like the. <laughs> never mind. What? You, that's what you say every week before you bring out some obscure movie from the early 2000s or some shit. What'd you watch? Dude, this this is the fucked up part. I would love if it was like an obscure movie from the 2000s, but I ended up watching fucking Solo, a Star Wars movie for some uh, reason. Yeah. Uh, rewatched it. Uh, you know what? I vowed to never rewatch that movie. Maybe I was just maybe I was just in a bad mood watching it, but you know it's 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 a it's a movie. It's maybe I I don't remember what I gave it. Did I give it like how I feel like I gave it a pretty low score last time I watched it, but uh, you know all in all, it's it holds up and it holds up to that score. Maybe gets a point up more because of uh because I guess I wasn't in a bad mood, so I was just like I guess this could be fun and maybe we could get a better Star Wars movie. In a few years, so that's where I'm landing on things. So next week, a review of the lobster. Okay. But until then, suspense. You guys watch anything? Um, I watched something. Talk about it real quick. I watched. Uh, this is a movie on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, came out later half of the last year. I I don't know why nobody saw it. I don't know why I wasn't pushed, but. I watched uh, Beautiful Boy, and uh, you guys are familiar with this, right? A lot of boy movies. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, I, I man, didn't watch here it we go. I'm already revving up for this. There's too many too many boy movies that yeah. came out. Boy Erased. Or boy Erased. And then there was like a movie similar with Lucas Hedges. Not Boy Erased, but the same like plot. We need seems. to talk about... Well, we have to talk about... No, no, something. The something. one where the boy comes home. And yeah, he's ben a drug- is back or Ben something? is back. There he But is. that's like the same plot. Well, I don't know. Same idea. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Beautiful Boy is uh, starring Steve Carell, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Maury Tierney, and uh, that's pretty much it. Those are like the main characters. Um, it's directed by Felix Van Groningen and written by uh, Luke Davies. And the synopsis is based off the best-selling pair of memoirs from father and son David and Nick Sheff. A Beautiful Boy chronicles the heartbreaking and inspiring experience of survival, relapse, and recovery in a family coping with addiction over many years. Okay, so right off the bat, um, the movie is presented to you in a very stylish way. Um, They do a lot of cutting through time. In no particular sequence, um, it's almost like memoirs, actually as if it's uh from from the book so i don't know if that that was intentional i'm sure it was and essentially steve carell is kind of uh recalling his his memories about um this this boy of his and he had all these great times with them um you find out later that uh timothy chalamet starts experimenting with drugs and he kind of admits to like trying 
all kinds of drugs and, and really, really uh, wanting to experience those. And his uh, his main drug that really fucks him up is crystal meth. Um, he he uh, becomes very addicted to crystal meth. Now, going into this, I was like, I don't think Timothy Chalamet is going to convince me that he's a fucking meth head. Like This kid is like, I don't think I could take him that serious. Uh, turns out I did take him pretty serious. I think he um, he did solid. I don't really know any methods to <laughs> to put him up against. No, oh, you don't know any. You don't know any. <laughs> well, I guess what? Because yeah, you're from Florida. Yeah, right. That's yeah, why. I just never hung around him. You know, I saw him and I walked away. I never collected data on their personality traits. Um, yeah, and Steve Carell. It's kind of weird seeing him play this super dramatic role. But I think he pulls it off pretty well. Um, essentially, th- this family has money. Um, he's divorced. Uh, one thing that really took me out of the movie, though, is uh, he's divorced, right? His mom lives in L.A. He lives somewhere in, I think, Northern California, maybe. Central California. I'm not sure. NorCal? Ooh. He's he's kind of like out in the woods somewhere. Um, but he has a really nice house. Um the problem is his ex-wife is fucking Holly from The Office. Yeah, I saw that on this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you talking about the Office Cinematic Universe? <laughs> it could be the Office Cinematic Universe. Oh, my God. This is what I've been waiting for. No, no. It's just, this is Michael Scott. And dude, that's that's really sad. <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Yeah, he is kind of gray. Oh, right, dude, it. You know right. what? Just wait, I'm jumping on Reddit right now. I'm on Reddit. That's it. I'm starting this rumor. <laughs> It wouldn't make any sense though because he's too intelligent. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he can gain that intelligence. Oh, well, they're gonna take a step backwards, and then he has a head injury at some point that oh, makes okay. him very Smart. normal and normal. This is our, this is his origin story. They're gonna make a prequel after this one. Great. Well, anyways, um, I think overall this movie really worked for me. I know a lot of people disagreed. Um, I think the way it's presented is is very emotionally striking. It's it's stylish. There's like these slow mo music montage cues, and I think it works really well. It gets exhausting, like all the relapsing and like recovery, relapse again. Um, seems very realistic though. It's written or it's based off the written material from the the actual people, um, and it's heartbreaking, dude. It's it's it it gets to the point where you you kind of wonder like what can you do right like say your kid's 18 you no longer legally have control over him and he's a meth head and what like what is your what's what is your your go to i mean i thought that's what rich white parents are good at just get their kid in rehab a couple they, times they he's been to rehab several times oh. the problem with meth as you learn in this movie is that um Rehab success rate is very low for for meth. Um, the reason being is because meth is one of those drugs that like tricks your body really quickly into thinking that it's like the first dose. Um, your body instantly adjusts to it, and then you need more, um, and it gets really really bad. I think, uh, yeah, like the only other option I thought was to literally tie him to a chair. Uh, and like let them sweat it out and like spoon feed them. Sounds like a lot of work. I don't like know if that's I, do that. I feel like that's what I would do. I would get frustrated and do that to my son. 
Um, however, I don't know. That could lead to some like brain damage if you don't rehabilitate them correctly. I don't. I don't know. It, it's very complicated. It's presented as very complicated in the in the movie. But I think it works. Does I, he I get gotta, off the meth? I got emotional. I mean, he wrote a book, so I mean, you would assume. No, that's true. It's not really a spoiler. It's not really about that. I think overall the movie works, and I think this is a... A five out of five? No, it's a four out of five for me. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like... I don't, I don't know. I think it's one of those movies that's very simply a four out of five. Like, I just enjoyed it, man. Made, you, say, made you feel things? Yeah, I felt, I felt quite a bit for uh, these characters, and I think everyone should give it a shot if you're bored. Not, it's solid, solid as hell. Cool. Let me get that uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, well, first of all, <laughs> what are you doing? Not having Prime, man. Hey, how do you how do you buy things online? I uh, source it. Five day shipping. What the Alibaba. fuck is that? Alibaba. You want to talk about anything else? That's all I got, man. Sean, do you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, you, you go. That's fine, man. Okay. <laughs> um, real quick. I had never completely seen The Last Boy Scout, so I thought that I should watch that. Really? Um, yeah. It's kind of old. It came out in 1991. It's directed by uh, Tony Scott and written by our boy Shane Black. Predator was actually part of the reason why I wanted to actually go back and watch this properly. And um, in case you don't know what it's about, uh, Bruce Willis plays a detective named Joe Hollenbeck, and he's... Uh, protecting this girl played by Halle Berry she gets murdered so uh Joe Hallenbach and uh the girl's boyfriend who's played by Damon Wayans decide that they're gonna find out who murdered her and um get revenge basically um Bruce Willis's character is a um he's sort of like an ex-secret service guy I think he uh is sort of famous among like cops and like uh military type people because he saved the president and um he looks like a bum. He drinks a lot. He's an alcoholic. And in literally every scene in the movie, he's smoking a cigarette. It's um really funny, and it's like really over the top, uh, like late '80s, early '90s uh, action films. And um, I don't know. There's like this uh, certain charm that I think Shane Black has to his his uh, scripts. You can see it in like the other films. They're really over the top, and they're really like. Um, campy but campy to a degree that's just i don't know cool somehow and um i think this movie is very cool and um i like that kid shane black yeah yeah he's pretty good um i i like the uh over the topness of this movie and um it has this really dark um dark side to it as well like a grittiness that's um really interesting and it's sort of offset by like the comedy that damon waynes brings to it it's a it's a really interesting movie, and I think it does a lot of things differently than, like, late 80s action movies did not do. Um, this is, like, really, re well, not reminiscent, but it's because this came out before Bad Boys. I think Bad Boys was definitely, like, uh, sort of cop sort of copied, like, the format that The Last Boy Scout did. And I think it was obviously much more successful with that because it had Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. But in your opinion, which one's better? <sighs> That's difficult. I think that... They're both great, but they do different different things. Like Bruce Willis can't possibly like pull off the comedy of like Will Smith or Martin Lawrence, um, but he brings this really uh, 
I don't know, like this really interesting character to the table that's uh, just like a complete piece of shit, and he has like, these really bad but also hilarious like one-liners. Um, I don't know. It's like a different thing, but I think they're both great in their own ways. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not, not much else I can say about this movie. I'll give it a four out of five. Um, <clears throat> glad that I went back and uh, rewatched it. Sounds good. Um, I watched another movie. I won't say a lot about it because Sean already reviewed it. I watched uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, How do you feel about it? I really liked uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I don't know why I would have. Um, <laughs> I almost cried at the fucking end of Wreck-It Ralph. You didn't mention that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, like, I felt like that feeling like starting to swell up. Um, Get kicked in a little bit? Like. Yeah, when he's like flying towards the earth and he's like, yeah. It's a, it's a good movie, I think. It's a, it's a really great movie. Um, Ralph breaks the internet. There were a lot of things that I hated the first, uh, the first act a lot, but like the second and third act definitely picked up once they actually got inside the internet, and um, there were like a lot of jokes and referencing like internet culture and what? shit that were actually pretty funny. I have a question. Why they didn't call it Ralph wrecks the internet? Yeah, that would have been a much better title. I think the the joke is that they didn't call it that, oh. but it's I think it's. Worse that's than just a, that's a reach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, joke? Had, they had like marketing. Uh, they had like a marketing tra- campaign or whatever, where they were like making fun of the name. Like, why didn't they just? I don't know. I like. I think like like that seems like a lot of waste of time and money to put into an advertise. Like, I don't think anybody laughed at that joke. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I would agree. Um, I don't know. This movie introduces some really cool characters, and uh, that was. That was like a um, thing that I liked more than the, the first movie. I think, like, the, as an ensemble, the, the characters in this are much more interesting and funny. Um, Gal Gadot is in this, which is uh, oh, nice, which is which is nice. How uh, she look? Well, she's an animated character. So how does, how does an animated character look? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, she's pretty hot. Nice. But yeah, I think Rekharov, uh the first one is much better. Uh, I would probably give this like a three out of five. Um, I, I remember, I, I think this was a, you know, back in the day when they would uh, release like those giant Disney films and then they'd re- release the straight to DVD sequels. Yeah. I feel like this could have been that. This would have been a, yeah, this definitely would have been a DVD sequel. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Sean. Or oh, you got more? Uh, no, that's it for me. Uh, I'll briefly just mention, um, I watched Miami Vice for the first time. Never seen it. Michael Mann. Have you guys seen this? Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx, yeah. I saw that shit in theaters, bro. Really? It seemed like a movie that we would have seen in theaters back yeah, in the day. I don't remember shit about it because I yeah. was probably like thinking about uh, but hey, my date. It, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a date. I don't know. No, oh. I probably wanted a fucking a dude. Yeah, probably. Um, so it seems like so a, it seems like it definitely seems like a dude movie. Like you go see it like in like high school or some shit on a Friday Guns, night at, drugs, at yeah. the rave or whatever it's called. That's exactly how I saw it. it was, was it rated R? Yeah, it was rated was R. Was Colin Farrell in it with the mustache? Colin Farrell was in it with a handlebar mustache. Nice. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite Colin Farrell looks. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah, a nice amazing. look. I was thinking about doing that, <coughs> but um, so yeah, uh, Miami Vice doesn't hold up. I don't think I ever held anything to be honest nope they always had terrible reviews um i'm a fan of michael mann he's one of my favorite action movies i am a big fan of collateral then came this movie which is very odd has very weird and awkward sex scenes like i'm talking like blinds blowing in the wind 
pan to like do the this. room. It's awkward. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Jamie Fox is like um, he he plays a pretty straight role, but I feel like he's just playing Jamie Fox in this one, whereas he's not really playing a role so much. Um, I feel like uh, Colin Farrell is probably the worst part about this movie. There's a weird. Generally, I'm a fan of Colin Farrell, but in this one, his overacting is so absurd. There are some scenes where he's jumping between like a, a southern accent mixed with like his Irishness and it's <laughs> it is brutal. <laughs> Straight brutal. He did that a lot back then. Yeah. Um he's definitely grown a lot though, I think. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite movies in the last few years have uh he's been a, like a lobster and um killing a sacred deer. But uh yeah, this movie's not great. This is one of those movies uh can be forgotten in time in terms of action movies. Um, and don't forget, it is a, a adaptation of the TV series, which I never seen. But I don't imagine the TV series was anything like that. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I feel like it was more like uh, wasn't it like Crime of the Week? Like they have to probably yeah. yeah. It was it was procedural. Like procedural. Yeah. Definitely more procedural. I think it had a you lot know, more you know, comedy. I, in I it. was gonna mention something while watching this movie because a lot of movies did this uh, in the early two thousands, whereas uh, our characters are just like kind of like cops. But they drive around like Ferraris and shit, and they're like driving boats, yeah, like, kind of like bad fuck? boys. Yeah, like they, yeah, like somehow, like how are these cops affording this shit in this yeah, lifestyle? Yeah, so I'm like, there's no like, uh, um, Jamie Foxx's apartment is basically like a, uh, a house on the beach with a boat dock. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking PD. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> um, Colin Farrell has like a Bentley or some shit like that. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, they're like flying to like Colombia, Argentina, and then coming back on a Monday from a, a Tuesday trip. The dream. Yeah, it's real. Um, it's not a good movie. Uh, you should skip this. They just added on Netflix, so don't buy into the new release section. Um, but I did watch Wildlife, like I mentioned last week. I'll briefly talk about it as well. Um, big fan of Wildlife. Paul Daniels' um directorial debut stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Carrie Mulligan, and the story is adopted from um Richard Ford's novel of the same name, and it's uh basically about a family who uh, uproots their life and moves to um Great Falls, Montana. Uh, I believe uh, it's. I believe it's hinted that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character was once a aspiring golf pro. Now he just works as like a maintenance worker at a golf course, trying to just survive in this stage of his life. Uh, he, Carrie Mulligan's more or less uh, just a stay-at-home mom, and they have a son. I believe he's around twelve or so. And essentially, the audience is looking at the film through the son's eyes, and he's in the middle of this drama that's about to unfold as Jake Gyllenhaal loses his job and which sets the course for the drama that um, unfolds throughout the film. And it's a it's a very beautiful movie. I, I compare it to um, Carol in 2015. I don't know if you guys saw the Carol, but... I, it, I've heard of it. It's pretty similar in style, the way the story's paced and just the manner that the drama kind of unfolds in a way. Um, but yeah, I think it is a good watch. I, I would recommend to everybody here. I think you guys would would generally enjoy it for the most part. Uh, and uh, it does have some really beautiful uh, imagery of the um, the wildfires. Mm-hmm. Uh, I f- I forgot what exact year this was, but there was a it's based on a true event. Montana's generally known for like crazy wildfires that takes like months and months to um to uh, put out. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character takes a job where he actually goes away and leaves the, f- the family pretty much in the dust and uh some things happen with um the son and the mother and uh it's pretty uh it's pretty hard to watch at times there's some scenes where you'll put yourself in the sun shoe and it's kind of hard to take in all at once but uh 
it's a good film. I would uh, check it out. I'd give it a, I'll give it a four out of five. And it's on Amazon for uh, four ninety nine. Oh, they you say it's on Amazon for That's free. That's his directorial debut. Yeah, he uh, he he uh, adopted the script with his wife. Really? Is, are they married? Is Zoe Kazan? Uh, yeah. Are they married? I believe I they, don't are. Know, they are. Maybe. Might be dating. Who knows? I thought for didn't he do he didn't do uh, gigantic. No, he didn't do that. That's uh, isn't isn't that um, what's gigantic? That's one where he like wants to adopt a baby. Oh no no no, he didn't do that. Uh, he he might have written it or something because I know he's been writing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right then. Uh, are you guys ready for this? Oh, I've been fucking ready my whole life. <sighs> We're gonna dive right into our main review of M Night Shyamalan's. Have you ever figured out what M Night means or like M the M part of his name? Uh, it's just a fucking TV name. Just a hack. It means movies. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's just hacky, hacky enough. <laughs> like there's like somebody like his his son on his deathbed. Dad, what did what did M mean? What did you do? Mom, mom never told me. Movies, movies. He's like the greatest gift known to man. <laughs> movies. Uh. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> that was his Fuck. twist. <laughs> that was his life's <laughs> twist. Stop it. Fuck. Thank God. Uh, oh, man. It's quick. probably something Indian as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Miguel. All right. Let's, you know what? <laughs> That's your clip. <laughs> Elijah's changed over the years. He's given up. We keep him heavily sedated. But there is a reason for that. He's too smart for them. You won't be lonely anymore. You have two new friends. It's fucked up. Or, I got one more. I'm so glad I asked that question. Marrakesh, I don't know. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> Fuck. Let's be honest. There's no reason to have that. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a what genuine inquiry. I don't what if his name was Miguel? Miguel. <laughs> he should be Miguel Shamalon. He shouldn't do fucking M. Night Shamalon. It's just, it's Miguel a. Miguel Night Shamalon. Miguel. <laughs> you sure you're Indian, dude? What the fuck out of name is Knight? His whole life's a twist. Surprise! I'm Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Dude, so Poor guy. <laughs> Fucking my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got a clip, right? Yeah, I think we already played the clip, uh, right? Yeah, we, we played it. <laughs> that clip was already played. That was a great clip, man. It was one of the best ones we had so far, man. It's the 100th episode. I feel great about this. For sure. Uh, great. So we we uh, we watched Glass. It was directed by... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Night <laughs> Miguel Night Shyamalan. Uh, Shyamalan. Dude, we should, we, should, like, we should do a podcast where we just review all his movies. Mm. How many movies does he have? He has like a good chunk. We can yeah. at least get one season out of it. That'd be cool. Like, w- at least, yeah. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> we'll definitely do it though. <laughs> uh, I would love so to revisit the happening. Yeah. <laughs> Why? 
Uh, seems funny. Everyone, everyone says it's bad. You I feel like we get a good uh, conversation out of that happening, watching it this age, versus like because when there's it came a, out, it was around go- his hype. There's a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. All right, Glass, directed by M Night Shyamalan. You cannot contain what you are. I like that. That's be- that's better than most most. Uh, so is that the synopsis? Tag- no, that's line? a tagline. Oh, you, do, oh, yeah, you be- do taglines. That's right. Yeah, it's better than most taglines we fucking hear sometimes, yeah. like Jurassic World or whatever. Uh, following conclusion of Split, Glass finds David Dunn pursuing Kevin uh, Weldon Crumb's superhuman figure of the Beast in a series of escalating encounters, while the sh- shadowy presence of Elijah Price emerges from. Oh my God! As an orchestral, or- orchestral. <laughs> I can't pronounce that word for some reason. Orchestral. Oh, crestral. <laughs> you still said it wrong. <laughs> you followed my lead. <laughs> you said it horribly. Just skip it. <laughs> skip it. Who holds secrets critical to both men? How do you guys feel about class? Are you supposed to whisper it? I don't know. I just feel like when when the when you see the trailer and it shatters and it says glass, I feel like someone should be like glass. <laughs> so I'll go uh, first if y'all. Uh, all right, all Harvey. Right. What 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 are the thoughts? I have a question though. Have you guys seen this yet? Why the fuck is he standing? Uh, <sighs> that's a great question. I'm just, uh, just you know, let her think about it. I'm just curious. He does why. not. He doesn't stand. He doesn't in, walk anymore. Yeah. Well, in some of the other tr- uh, other posters, um, they have them all sitting in the pink room, and then their reflection on the ground is all of them standing. Oh yeah. So it'd be weird if he was though he was still in a, <laughs> <laughs> in a <fucked>. wheelchair. <laughs> that is that's, fucked. That's true. So I think they use that image. Yeah. So uh, this movie sort of picks up where. Um, Unbreakable left off. We're reintroduced to David Dunn. Um, he has sort of adopted a superhero uh, persona called the Overseer. He wears his uh, poncho, and uh, with the help of his son, uh, who's played by Spencer Treat Clark, he um, he sort of goes out into the night and uh, looks for crimes and. Um, just sort of fights bad guys. You know, superhero um, shit. Yeah, or vigilante shit, which is obviously a problem with the police, which leads to him getting captured. I don't think that's a spoiler. And um, he's put in this uh, mental institution with uh, two other people from this universe, um, Kevin Wendell Crumb, played by uh, James McAvoy, and, of course, um, the Elijah. badass motherfucker. What's his name? Elijah. Yeah, Elijah. Uh, Elijah Price makes a glass. Um, I think that this movie is very strange. Um, I really liked the the part of the first act. I would say about half of the first act, uh, specifically like uh, watching David Dunn um, sort of interact with his son and uh, play his uh, vigilante part. Like I thought that the, the the like the first opening scene was really entertaining, especially with the just super punching that dude oh, randomly. Dude, and that was weird. Super punch. punch. <laughs> super punch. And he punch. Dude, that was a weird yeah. shit. And then uh, the overseer shows up, and then um, it's a really petty crime, but it's it was really entertaining to watch for some reason. Um, I liked all of that. I think once they got to the hospital is when things started to go wrong for, for me. First, like the whole entire concept of this existing was just super strange, and it was difficult for me to accept you have this guy that is mutilated and killed, I'm guessing, a lot of girls, way too many white girls. And, um, and the cops are not going to yeah, stand for it. Yeah, and they, they, somehow they allow for him to be placed in this mental institution without, 
I don't know. It, it seems very far-fetched. And the idea of having all three of them in the same place and gathered for this uh, purpose. Essentially guarded by Renacops. Yeah, and only one Renacop at a time, too. It was, it's All of it's, like, very difficult yes, for me to accept. very strange. Well, that, I mean... If, well, if I explain the reason behind that, it's a spoiler. So I won't say anything. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're going to say, yeah. Yeah, but... Those movies individually, like Unbreakable and uh, Split, if anything, I think that both of those movies had really interesting characters, and I really enjoyed like their their growth and their arc and their stories in those films. Um, I think this has none of that. I don't think that the characters are as interesting. Well, aside from James McAvoy, he he was just he's great all the time. Um, but I don't feel that attachment or that interest in their characters in in this movie, and that was also a big problem for me. Especially uh, Bruce Willis's character, you know, it was like yeah, he was you, just... you you wanted this payback where it's like you you wanted to see this character again after all these years. Yeah, and he was just pretty much gone for half the movie, sitting in the room quiet yeah. by himself, and yeah, that was you know you know what this feels like. This seems like a first draft of a script. I feel like this feels not, definitely I'm, incomplete. If, it yeah. feels like he like I think he does this shit a lot. Like it's either like I feel like Split took him a while, like. He thought. I feel like that was really well thought out. Like that story, making it a very self-contained story at that, where it doesn't really rely on anything else, and it, and that's why I loved it so much. Uh, where this feels like it's so inherently, it just needs the other two films to stand on its own. That it, it really felt like it was just kind of put together like very haphazardly, and it wasn't like he he didn't have that time to actually sit there and be like, all right, like. Does this make sense? Is this the story I really want to tell? There's elements I did like. I think I just like. I always. I think I like M Night's like ideas. Like the, there's a kernel of like a good idea there, and like if like I said before, if he actually has time to really like make it work, I think he can hit a home run, or he can make a great piece of like you know like he can make like a really great film. But then sometimes I think with this it just didn't have enough time. It uh, felt it really felt like I feel like there should have been more there and we didn't get enough. But then again, I think he's trying to make his world bigger, and once you start doing that, it, it's gonna well, get I mean, it's gonna get how, more convoluted. How, but how old is he gonna get? And how, when's the next movie? I mean, like <clears throat> as such a small step in world building for like what I don't think is going to. Well, be from a what bunch I understand, I don't think he plans on making any movies on this. Uh, I think topic. he's yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is it. For okay, him. well, exactly. And then and then that kind of to me, especially for mainstream audiences, really fucks up the payoff. But. My my thoughts on this movie is this. It feels very M. Night. Um, I know I made a joke about him being a hack earlier, but I do not like M. Night Shyamalan. I never have. I think he... Uh, I, I honestly didn't even like Split that much. The only reason it was like a three, three and a half star movie for me is because it was... It wasn't e- It wasn't hard to fuck up because it was so <laughs> self-contained, like you said. Um, and like, there's this like trend that, uh, M. Night Shyamalan is like the plot twist guy. And I just think he needs to focus more on a style of filmmaking and not a fucking (coughs) like gimmicks like this. Like, I, I just think he's kind of out of touch to me at times. Like he just injects all these weird things into, into, uh, films and it's, it's just like unnecessary. It's like. Like the, I thought the super punch. Like, this doesn't feel real. 
Like, nobody just do something real. I don't know. And then, like, um, that bit they had about, like, Salt Bay. I was oh, just yeah. like, this is just hacky. And it just feels like M. Night is just, like, this older guy yeah. trying to fucking connect with the youth. Uh, Question. How do you guys feel about his uh, his cameo in the film? You about to ask that. that. I didn't like that either. It was just like, oh wow, what a coincidence! I yeah, I mean, like, I was. Ex- I'm just expecting when it was going to happen. I was just like, when he's going to show up? Like, it just oh. throws off the. The movie. fact that he even has cameos just makes me feel like he's a hack. <laughs> it's just disrespectful. But dude, you don't need to be in there. Just wait. <laughs> was, did he have a cameo in Split? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Think there was any other characters? Um, or wasn't there a guard? Did he play a guard or some shit? Maybe I don't know. I just focus on your film. I feel like he's always Quit. playing some guy in a uniform. <laughs> yeah, he's always playing some guy. Because um, the you're village, not... he played the the guard in the end. Yeah, you're not Stan Lee. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Lady in the Water, I think was his. I think w- I think he wants to be Stan Lee. <laughs> La- yeah, Lady in the Water is his worst one because he's a, he's like a pivotal part in that movie. And he's like there the whole time. You know what? You know what I? Th- what I do hate about this movie, though, um, is that the first act, I was like, you know what? The critics might be wrong about this. I'm not, I'm actually having a good time. I think this is a well-made film. I kind of like what's going on. I like seeing uh, Bruce Willis like fucking walking around catching bad guys and stuff. It reminded you of Death Wish. <sighs> no, nah, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Um <laughs> And then, like, we get all this, the the story starts to simplify and dissolve and break down even more. And that's when I start to, like, really just, like, ah, I I fell off. The entire idea of placing them, like, in the mental institution was not only just, like, weirdly stupid and unbelievable. It was, like, just an odd choice to do. Like, why wouldn't it be better for David Dunn to try to catch the... The yeah, beast, like in the city. Yeah, like, that would be exactly. much more interesting. I thought that's but what this movie was going to be. Well, I mean, come on, you're I'm not Shamwell, right? Funny story. He, uh, he, I used to work at a restaurant in Manhattan, and like just for his family to eat there, they opened up early. Look, man, you got that kind of power. You should, uh, should have the budget to do that, right? Yeah, um, I think M Knight's a very interesting person. In some way, I think he's kind of a genius. Um, that has nothing to do with this movie. What I mean by that is he he really only writes and makes movies that he is a fan of. Like, imagine if you made a movie of all the crazy shit that you've ever had, the crazy ideas that you ever had, and you somehow got it to be marketed and worked and got it produced and made. And that's what he's been doing his entire career, I think. That's what, especially, that's what, with, yeah. like, especially with, like, uh, Signs and Unbreakable. Like he was able, and also the village. He was also he was able to get those fucking movies made somehow. Um, but I also think that he's a good writer in terms of writing very interesting, smart dialogue at times. But there's also, but he also gets weighted down by like the grand scope of his ideas, which is probably the for me the biggest problem in this movie. So so he had this idea about a decade or so ago, how he's going to bring these characters together, but. This movie itself, the characters and how he brings them together, and the actual characters gets put on the back burner to serve this fucking uh, this plot twist in a way. That's not a spoiler. Every fucking movie he makes has a plot twist, and it just underwhelms the audience so heavily that you walk away feeling like, okay, what the fuck? There was such a great movie in this in this marketing, whereas I was expecting sort of like a cat and mouse kind of uh, film, right? Yeah. And like I said, I think that 
his idea, this old idea that he had of bringing these characters together and un- un- unraveling this uh, mystery that they all share gets so overshadowed or sh- overshadows the actual characters within the story and the interaction that they could have had versus the idea that he once had. I agree with that. What if he like shot this like more noir, like just following? Right. Like, so like if we if so we cool. focus on Dunn as the actual a lead character within the story, and we follow his like we're essentially watching him through the uh, as the audience, uh, that would have been a really good story, and still could have been it still could have been an anti superhero movie essentially what he's trying to do, or anti comic book movie. Um, but yeah, I still think he's a really good writer, and I think he has really great ideas, and he's he's good at writing some very smart dialogue, and he's really good at like setting like this table of like this style of movie that he wants to tell, but sometimes more than often it gets crashing down hard, and the audience is just falling with him. Right? I just don't understand like, like it's like he wants to do it. Like people are like, hey, why don't you try this? You know, what you're doing is not working. Uh, yeah. Why don't you uh, Why don't you try something else? But he's like, nope, I'm doing it my way. Well, he kind of <laughs> did. Yeah, he made a fucking found footage film. I never thought I would see that. For and For I, me, uh, I think Signs is, is a near perfect movie and a very simple story on a genre that doesn't often work. Uh, and I think he told it really well. And I think the characters he built in that story was incredible. I, I'm a big fan of the village, and I, I know a lot of people aren't. They say they hated the the yeah. twist, but like I think beyond that, just like not. Don't think of the ending. Like, actually, if you even think of the ending, that's not a bad twist. It's a, it's, it's no, it's, it's not. It's not I think a bad the twist. Village is usually like fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think the Village is a good movie, and I, but I, I think I, Signs is his most universally liked film. Oh besides yeah, besides like Sixth Sense, Sense, yeah. But that's become kind of like a character <coughs> in his, uh, in his filmography in a way, because of that first twist and what sets the course of his entire filmography. Um, and then you have these weird movies that he made along the way, like um. Last Airbender, and he also made uh, After Earth, yeah. which is odd as well. Which one was that one? What, what was that again? That's Will Bruce Smith Willis and, and his son. But was no, there a twist Will in that? Will Smith and his son. Well, I said Bruce Willis. I yeah. went Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, what's his name? Jaden. Jaden. Jaden Smith. Smith. Yeah, and it's where they go back to Earth and they crash land on Earth. But, but I'm, I want to watch this because I want to know if there's a twist or not. I think there was. I don't know. I don't remember, but I remember seeing I, it in I theaters. I personally think M Night Shyamalan is a Talented, sophisticated uh, Michael Bay. I wouldn't agree with that. I I think he he's got. I think he has this like this. I don't think I agree Mike, with that. I, I would Michael like Bay serves the audience. Yeah, Michael Bay serves like the box office. Yeah, That's like all he cares about. Director. No, but Michael Bay and he think, doesn't have original. I think ideas. Michael Bay thinks. No, I'm saying he's sophisticated and talented. He, where Michael Bay thinks his ideas are good, and my, he thinks he's he's doing like. Shit. Yeah, he thinks he's like making the fucking like hits. I think that M Night's making movies solely for himself, like movies that he's had in his pocket since he was a teenager. Right. And he's I'm just saying, them. like instead of him doing it like for the people, though. Well, like what, uh, like what I think you were saying, he's sort of out of touch because he's coming with that old childlike mentality of like telling a story and like how certain characters would speak. But then again, he does have some really intelligent uh, ways to tell dialogue. They're like. For example, I do like the way that uh, what's her name, uh, the psychiatrist is explaining Sarah their situation. Yeah, I like the way that she explains the situation, and it's believable. And you're also kind of on page with her and the the reaction that the three of them. All right. Also. 
or sorry to cut you off, but if they were gonna go, man, that's the problem. Like they don't lean to any real direction. You know what I mean? Like no, they're those movies just serves a purpose, like, and that's just that idea that he pro- he once had. And how he wants to wrap the story up. Yeah, that the would whole be, third act is just wrapping I, up a story. I completely forgot about like the psychiatrists. I think a lot of those characters were really wasted, in my opinion. It focused a lot on James McAvoy's character, who is, I think, definitely the one of more more interesting uh, characters in this movie. And uh, him sort of doing his um, fucking, I don't know, multi-impression shit is uh, just captivating on its own but i think a lot of the characters were wasted mm-hmm. specifically like D- david dunn and um sarah paulson is usually really great in everything she's in but i don't know she felt really bland and just annoying in this um so i'm not sure there, if, uh, there's such a little like the way he wrote the characters there's one little thing that bothered me maybe you guys can explain it maybe i miss them and i'm dumb um but when when they first get caught and captured um, she essentially tells David Dunn that, like, oh, you can leave, but you'll have to hurt a lot of people. So she's acknowledging his his ability to get well, out well, of that situation. Well, she explains that he is strong. Like, he's a really strong man. But, but he's no, not a superhero. I mean, just, you she's, know how many cops are surrounding them, though? I mean... But she also tells him that, and she's also playing into his belief yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, but, she's trying to get him to stand down by appeasing him. Okay, I guess I could see that then. Yeah, because the the whole center act of that is also her believe in him, and also explain to him in a very like kind manner. Right, just seems um, I don't know. They didn't play on that at all, though. Like in the sense that like, um, she I, I she doesn't believe believe him, but right. you know, he knows in his he knows in his body that it's true, and like he doesn't really fight it. Uh, I don't know. I I just for someone who's a vigilante, but also like he went to that, tire old man pretty. None quick. of that matters at all, really. What you're explaining, because I that's not. I, mean, I know it does spoiler. Right, it doesn't matter. But like, what what I'm saying is, is like, it it feels like we're not getting paid off for these characters. I think regardless, I think the biggest disappointment of this film is that we were expecting essentially an action movie. And we didn't get that at all, really. I mean, there's what maybe one action, two uh, action scenes. I don't care that it was an action movie. I just wish it it would have done something. It was a. It's just. I feel like nothing really happened. I I like what he was. I like the initial concept. I'm like, all right, this is pretty exciting. But once they get to that hospital, it really is just like I'm expecting more of a buildup, and we don't even get that. Like it's it kind of falls flat. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining this to somebody at work. Um, I think this could have been... I, I think he still could have done a sequel, but I think he could have done a split sequel and not uh, this merging of these three stories. I think Split would have, I think Split was a pretty good movie in itself, and I think the exploring the character of um, uh, Kevin and, and his, his personalities in a sequel would have been great. I was thinking about that also. Um Specifically, like him as Kevin, because we almost get like none of that in uh, either of the movies, and um, yeah, yeah, so maybe like a prequel would have been pretty interesting to watch, and watching those uh, personalities develop. <coughs> but also, I, I will say, I, 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 I haven't given up on him. Not. Oh uh, no! I'll still watch what he what he puts out. Yeah, this is how he brainwashes <laughs> you guys. Yeah, I'm not He misses the mark so many times here, like. <laughs> Keep uh, next time. I swear, I swear. I think the visit was really good. 
I didn't mind the Viz. I yeah. thought it was an enjoyable watch. I've never seen the Viz. Okay. Oh, now I know what to. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Probably won't like it. Honestly, everyone told me, "Oh, Split's like he, top I ten think of the he year." He did a really good uh, found footage film and made it work somehow. I just think everyone was like selling Split to me as like this top ten film. And I was Split like, was amazing to me. I I'd thought like, it was a really good story. Yeah, yeah. I thought Split I think was, it was amazing a, in a time of like uh, movies that we didn't get like that, and uh, and then it finally came on in a January period. And I think it really worked well. I think I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, I'm like three, three and a half. I think like I gave it, it a four. Yeah. Fucking love you that shit. Glass or no? Yeah, we can rate it. Yeah, I mean, my, the rest of my complaints pretty much involved the twist. Uh, I didn't hate it. Like, it wasn't like, the worst thing I've seen in 2019 so far. That goes to Escape Room. Uh, <laughs> uh, but still, I feel like the story was a little flat, and I feel like we could have got so much more. I feel like it was under. The story could have served a purpose, and I feel like it just only served to wrap up a story told 19 years ago. Is it 19 to the date? Is that I accurate? still don't feel like they wrapped up that story, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll give it a two and a half. Like I think I'll, I'll most likely give it a rewatch, and then I'll probably give it a bump up because I'm a I'm a apologist to M Night. I'm afraid if I rewatch, it'll bring it down. <laughs> <half>. so, <laughs> I will also give it a two and a half. Uh, I didn't completely hate this movie. There were some things that I really did like. I forgot to mention I really did like the set design of this movie. Oh no, yeah, I like I like the use of color. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of that. But yeah, two and a half. Yeah, I uh, and finishing the first act, I was at a three and a half. You ever rate movies? I mean, I don't do it like purposely. It's just kind of sub. We're so used to rating movies, yeah. And, and you know, like, essentially, you're gonna a lot of times we'll watch the movie the same day. Um, so you'll kind of subconsciously go, "All right, I'm giving this that score on the podcast," you know. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, "All right, you know what? Critics are wrong. Three and a half for this film," and then. Boy, does it drop. Um, I mean, I'm at like a two and a half, too, but, you know. Yeah, it's not a... It has some stuff there. for everyone, though. It just does not satisfy. I I still think Split is my personal favorite out of all three. Unbreakable is much more enjoyable to me than all of them. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just, it feels like you're centered on this one character, and it feels like a nice journey. How do you um, feel? I'm torn. I'm between. I'll give it a tank it, a bro. Light two and a half. Yeah, yeah man. man. Tank it all bro. around. Um, there you go, M Night. There you go. We, we hey man. Yeah. He always. We always I feel like he, I feel he's hacky enough to listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus. I want to hear what the little guys say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they like my shit. <laughs> Uh, Miguel, if you, <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you won't be listening after this episode. Like my thing is, is like, bro, you if you're making the movie and you know it's coming out, like you probably wrote it at a certain time, and you know it's coming out years, like a year later from you writing it, maybe more. Why are you putting the Salt Bay joke in there? It's yeah. dead. It's dead, yeah. bro. At least he, put a blank line in there, and then you can like replace that. it with a current joke. He's weird like that with the comedy. I don't know what it is. Every time he tries to make like a relevant joke, it just never fucking works. Yeah, just don't put them in, man. We don't need them. Uh, that movie could have like worked without a twist. I feel like he can make a very, very dark movie. I think like, that's his like. This niche. movie could have been darker, and like you could have took the twist out, and it would have been... Probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like Harvey's idea for a noir film. 
Yeah, where it's like sure. a cat and mouse, like they're in the city and they're trying to oh, fucking love catch that, yeah. them. That would be amazing. I would have paid. I would have paid double easily. All right, sweet. All right, so uh, we all give our scores. It seems like we are uh, all M Night apologists. Well, you know, you know, you're watching the other movies coming out with. You're gonna have to. Yeah, I also still order chicken nuggets from McDonald's. I mean, it's not good for you, but you know, you're gonna have to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, we guys ready for the topic this week? Well, we gotta pick a movie. We gotta pick a movie, boy. Oh shit! I always forget that part. Well, I looked at the movies earlier, and I'm pretty sure I didn't see anything exciting. So, is it not so looking good for us? I say we skip no, it. No uh, Marvel movies. Uh, there's the kid who would be king. Uh, there's oh Serenity. Oh no, Serenity with um. I want to see that. Matthew I heard, McConaughey. I heard that's all getting really good reviews already. <coughs> all right, well, we got one for that. January, man. It can't be. Uh, in like Flynn. King of Thieves. What? What's King of Thieves? Let's check it out. Oh. Uh, wow. I forgot how bad January was. Starring uh, Michael Caine. Sounds like you'd be into it. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. You know what? <laughs> this is not looking good for us. I'm actually kind of hurting right now. Uh, I heard the standoff at Sparrow Creek might be good. The standoff at Sparrow Creek? Smaller movie. That sounds like it's playing in one theater. Like one Dude, theater. we should review Velvet Bus Sauce coming out next weekend. Is it? Yeah, I'm, that's my that. most anticipated movie of the year. All right, we're reviewing Velvet Bro- Bus Sauce. Have you seen the trailer for that, Trimble? Where is it? Uh, Dude. Netflix. I, I kind of want to pause and show the trailer. It's the new Jake Gyllenhaal, Dan Gilroy movie. You sure it's coming out this weekend? It's coming out the 27th. So we have to record on the Monday again, unfortunately. On the twenty seventh? That's weird. I've never heard of a movie. It might be released on the, on the midnight of Saturday. Yeah. Never heard of that. This might be sketchy. Might not yeah, actually I'm on come Netflix out. Right now. Oh, it's a Netflix movie? It's yeah. a Netflix release. Yeah. Oh, then yeah. Oh, I thought it was theaters. Dude, this movie looks incredible. It looks so fucking wacky, I'm all about it. Um I mean I, just the cast alone, I'd pick it. So I don't think you need to show him the trailer until we stop recording. Right. Yeah, don't show don't show him the trailer at all. I think I think you'll ruin it for him. Were you a fan of Nightcrawler? Oh right, I've already. Oh, my fucking coworker just told me about this. Oh, on the train leaving work Friday. Right, I'm familiar with this. Night, uh, Velvet Buttsaw. Yeah. Um, and it's free. Somebody give me your Netflix. Damn! I just realized I paid seventeen fifty for um glass. What? There was no movies to check into on Movie Pass at all. I mean, just do what I when do. When did you go? I went uh, yesterday around 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah, you got to go before 5. It's fucked. The Church of AMC A-List. Wait, did you check it's every theater? <laughs> Dude, I literally went down the list. And we was like, just pay for it. I'm like, hold up. Dude, that's nothing. One time, I thought about taking the train to the only available theater in Manhattan, coming back to Brooklyn. While my girlfriend waited in a bookstore. Well, well, you could just check into anything now, so you don't, I don't have to go so. to the theater. I think so. It said I need to be close. No, dude. I've checked in the theaters that are like miles and miles away. The Church of AMC A-List blesses you wherever you are, no matter your proximity to the location. You can actually check in online. <sighs> yep, but then you got to take uh, 40 trains to get there for me, so <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, that sucks. I, would, oh. I, would, I swear to God, if there's an AMC near me, I'd cancel tomorrow. Do it. Same. But uh, so Velvet Buzzsaw next week. I think that's guys. probably a good choice. I'm actually pretty. That shit coming out in theaters. It, it might also be in theaters, so like mm. they might also run it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I might just check it out on Netflix. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Dope. All right. Uh, so 
Topic. I'm very excited for this. We're going to be talking about movie twists. Plot twists. We're going to be talking about plot twists. <laughs> uh, oh, God. That was really bad. It was rough. Were you, was it really worth it cutting me off? Nope. <laughs> I regret everything. Guys, I got an update. All right. It doesn't come out until the following week. Son of a bitch. That's what I saw. Next? That's what I saw. I no, it says here um, Netflix is going to release it in Sundance the 27th, then February 1st. On Netflix. Uh, Maybe someone will film it on their, their camcorder at Sunday. And, so and then we, we can get can... a cam footage. Yeah, <laughs> We can come up with something off air. Yeah, yeah, we'll come up with something off All air. All right. So Let's about... go to Sundance. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Donate at our... All right. Go fund me. Dude, All right. I, I might actually try to see it in theaters because they're going to play it in theaters as well. All right. I'll do that then. If it's playing in theaters, I'll do that. Mm. It says limited run, so we might get it in New York. Right, plot twist. <laughs> plot twist is our topic. Yeah. Uh, are they a crutch? Uh, how true M Night it, fashion. Yeah. In true M Night fashion, uh, are they a crutch? Like, what, what let's also some uh, classic plot. crazy plot twists. Not M Night Shyamalan movies. Oh, I was just gonna give just straight M Night plot twists like the. Ha- what it was can't that? be something relatively new to where people are spoiled. Yeah. What was what was the plot twist for the happening? Was it the, the it air? Was the wind. <laughs> it was a plant. <laughs> trees. The plants. Trees. Yeah, trees or whatever. That's the way they controlled like po- population. Yeah, they released a like a defense. Uh, That's such a weird defense mechanism, isn't it? Like, is like, don't you think it would just kill people automatically instead of making people kill them? Like, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me. Well, they don't want sports. they don't want to uh, be live with that guilt on their. They are living with that guilt. Yeah, but they didn't do it directly, so it's okay. I don't know about that. I can't speak for trees. I'm sorry. Um, All right. So, yeah, plot twists, like, they cause controversy. I think a movie with a plot twist everyone kind of talks about. Um, I have one. But sometimes I didn't even really pick one. I thought we were just going to discuss. But Yeah, but I'm just thinking of one that people, I used to get in arguments over. I don't even know if it's a plot twist or it was just, I guess it's a twist. And it was Shutter Island. Remember that controversy? Yes. People used to be like, the movie's dumb. And I'm like, why? It's because the ending, the twist, is so you could see it coming a mile away. I'm like, is it just because you saw it coming a mile away? Doesn't movie makes doesn't make the movie bad. It just means you saw it. It's all right. Like, I think a movie can hold on its like hold itself up even if you did see the twist coming along. I don't know. I feel like that one was a pretty big one, and I got upset because I was a big fan of that film when it came out. Hmm. I think that um. I don't think that Shutter Island necessarily did that, but I do think that some movies, um, I think they write themselves in the corner sometimes, and the only escapable option is a option is a uh, plot twist for like shock value. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some examples. Um, I think M Night Shyamalan sort of did it with the <laughs> happening for sure. I like when we just like we always go back to him. Like no so, matter what, all uh, no, roads lead back well, to M Night. Well, we just uh, we were just talking about it, but I think that that one is definitely one, and it and it it doesn't pay it doesn't pay off. It's like the, the plot doesn't say pay itself off when you discover that, and um, and if anything, it just uh, I think overall weakened any sort of suspense that he had built thus far by blaming it on the non-sentient trees. You know who did a good job with the plot twist? or I don't know. Would you consider the 
the prestige like that ending oh yeah that, that is a plot I twist. think I think that one's like oh, that was really done that well. was a, that was a well done because plot like, twist because it kept pushing your boundaries exactly you think and it also it changes made, the, yeah. the, the genre of the story yeah. after that oh altogether yeah I think that's I feel like it's hard to explain these movies without giving it, it away it becomes sort of supernatural yeah whereas the movie true. leads you to believe it's practical that is true um, but yeah, I don't know. There's some, like, obviously there are some, like, for example, um, uh, Hitchcock, he's really, he's, he's good at, uh, the use of twist, but usually his twist comes at the very last moment of his movies, which, uh, I kind of, I liked in that s- style, but I feel like that wouldn't really translate well into <coughs> movies these days. It feels sort of like, oh, it was all a dream, th- that type of stuff. But, um... <laughs> For example, uh, Vertigo uh, had a really good plot twist. I don't know. Oh yeah, that that's yeah, that was like yeah, it was built into the story. And I remember when when I was watching this movie, even like watching it as an audience member, and the evidence is clearly there. I couldn't see it up until the very end. And that's why I like again. That's why I like the Prestige because like I think that's what makes a plot twist work is that the the auteur whoever is like puts everything out on the table for you. Like he made it there, like or he or she put it all out there for you to like really dissect or like or to pick up on and you know if you don't figure it out you know you're twice as surprised and even if you yeah. do figure it out it's still very very rewarding it's i think it just you know some so films i remember when as a kid i used to like movies that uh where the twist was the person that were the person that was uh within our main cast was the killer i i, I like stuff like that like uh, right. I feel like that was cheap, though. I feel like there are like, some oh, that are really cheap. When you're a kid, you know. did, uh, what's that movie? What lies beneath? Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Does, what? I don't know. Um, what's his name? Harrison Ford. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Right? Yeah. And also, um, Dude, that movie's great. I love that movie. Taking Lives with um, uh, what's Jennifer her name? Lopez. No, was it Jennifer Lopez? In Taking Lives. Uh, Ethan Hawke and it was Jennifer Lopez, was it? I want to say it was. Jennifer Where it's Lopez. like her her Somebody her boyfriend, and they're hunting a killer. Turns out the killer is uh, Ethan Hawke. He tries to kill her in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is Jennifer Lopez, isn't it? I don't know. Ethan Hawke would never do that. But yeah, um, what about <laughs> the uh, the movies where the twist is that the people Angelina Jolie was it? Angel- yeah, I don't remember that now. That doesn't sound familiar. You have to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember Angelina Jolie you're ta- being you're, in it. Are you talking about enough? I don't know. No, I'm not. I gotta see this movie. What lies beneath seems like something right up my alley. Yeah, I believe I he know the twist. Yeah, I believe he. What did he do before that movie? Who Harrison Ford? No, the director Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I think he only did Castaway so that he could do what oh, yeah. Lies Beneath. Well, no, he did Lies Beneath in the middle of doing Castaway because they had to halt production for a year so Tom Hanks could lose a hundred pounds and gain abs. Yeah. Oh, but man. the only reason he took Castaway is so they would let him do what Lies Beneath. Mm-hmm. I need to check. I need to check that. That was movie a really out. good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like right up my alley. And um, I like that it sort of, that also like, use, uses the twist to like blend the genres together too. Um, I remember that movie scared, kind of scared me a, a bit when I first saw it. Um, the Others is another that... Um, Why does that sound familiar? It's got Nicole Kidman in it. She's like a that wife waiting, good movie. She's waiting for her, what, the, her husband to return. I am your daughter. From, yeah. It's lying. Yeah, it... You think that um, you think that what is going on initially could be explained, and then you see like ghosts and shit, and um, 
it turns out that Nicole Kidman oh. herself. It's kind of like that one movie that we uh, all Spoilers. liked. Spoilers. Uh, that movie came out in like 2000. <laughs> what's that? What's that Australian movie? The horror movie. Oh, uh, House Guest. House Guest. Yeah. Housebound. Housebound. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh. What about every Scooby Doo episode? <laughs> but let's get back to it. Closer well, to the top. Wait, wait, wait. What do you guys think about Fight Club? Plot twist? I was just going to get to that. I was going to get to psychological twists, like some some that did service the story and made it better. I feel like that twist, though, ever since Fight Club really just... I feel like it, it got ruined because of Fight Club. Because every other movie that I've seen that way, that just sometimes, just most of the time it doesn't work for me. Totally. But also, I think Fight Club is not one of those movies where it's kind of trying to fool you. It's also trying to build and also make you, the audience, question... Oh, that's what the I'm saying. Sense of like the character. Exactly. I mean, it works for the story yeah, because it it's, it's yeah, it's dropping clues throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't pick up on it, the second time you're watching it, you definitely notice. Like these for example, things. Interstellar. That's. <coughs> I haven't seen that movie, so I don't okay, know. so I won't say anything. Oh man! Like you might watch it eventually, so. Maybe ten years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, back to the actual topic at hand. Does it? Does it really? Does it make? Is it a? Cr- is it a crush? Do we feel that? I'm more interested to know if y'all think. M. Night Shyamalan, like, used as a crush, or is he just expected? I think I think he builds his stories from the twist. Yeah. I think that's from how he twist. works, yeah. Yeah, which I think is a lot of times not a good I think idea. he thinks of, like, an idea and, like, the, and then what would solve it if, and then he fills it in with, like, characters and storylines and brings you to that point. I think some movies can be made by the twist and, and some movies can be broken by the twist. And I think Glass, to me... Is one of them, to be honest. Like, I don't think we needed a twist. No, we didn't. It opened so much more than it needed to, and yeah. it and then opened it and then it threw it in the trash. Really, yeah, it, was, it was not <laughs> satisfying. What, what's another good psychological like reveal or twist that you guys liked? Uh, I mean, that there's a lot of Fincher you, movies. I'm thinking, but yeah, that still leaves me like questioning. Yeah, like I guess like American Psycho is a good one. Secret Window. I think. Secret window, yeah, that's good too. I think the no, top I think spinning in, at the end of Inception. Well, we all know yeah. that he left. <laughs> he made it out. Do we though? Yeah, no, it's one hundred percent. Like it's been proven. How? I've been on Reddit. What about I've Dark Knight? Did he die? He died. <laughs> 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 Dark Knight Rises. Did Batman really die, or was he really having tea and crumpets? <laughs> the that's such a weird end. Like, I still I see clickbait articles, so what? <laughs> Dark Knight Rises explained. And I'll click on it. <laughs> explained. I'm like, this doesn't explain shit. <laughs> I'm looking for answers, buddy. I mean, the movie's so much better if they just ended it when left that out. Just le- ended it at the fucking Michael Caine yeah. uh, scene. Just like he could have just, just literally just had a head nod to someone. What is the funniest twist you've ever seen? Like, I'm talking like take off a mask and it's another person twist oh, <laughs> something along those lines i feel like i recently saw something like that and it's gonna fucking kill me if i can't remember damn but what is it like i'm pretty sure i've seen like i'm thinking of something in my mind where a person went to oh that's what it is i was just looking up this movie the other day we were at a bar and i was bored i was looking up this movie um valentine that movie uh what's his name the guy that plays angel yeah. He plays a, a boyfriend, and there's this killer on campus or something like that. It's one of those early 2000 movies, because I think we were talking about Urban Legend, the movie. 
Oh, yeah. And I was looking up, like, what else the director's done. And she did that movie. Uh, really not much, Yeah, then. and the twist was, uh, <laughs> whatever his name is, um, he was the killer. And he was bullied as a child, and he got plastic surgery to change his face. <laughs> and then he became, and then he starts, like, killing people that bullied him for getting nosebleeds or some shit like that. Um, some weird shit, yeah. Well, I'm talking shit like that. Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> what about, uh... I am legend. What was the twist? Is that, is that a bad one though? I feel like people regard it as bad. <laughs> That's what was the plot? What was the plot? Well, he twist? took like that dude's daughter, like one of the monster's daughters or something, right? I don't think it's a bad plot twist. I just think I just don't remember which is the deleted scene and which isn't. That's the pro- Yeah, the, that's the thing. The movie had two endings that yeah. I'm, I can't seem to remember. I think the normal <laughs> one, he just blows himself up, but in the uh, alternate ending, he. The thing crashes into the glass and it like makes a butterfly, and then he just gives them the daughter and it ends. Yeah. And then that's, the world is saved. Is it? Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. Are you sure? Wasn't it I'm different positive. in the book? I don't remember. Oh, I remember a bad movie. I saw it on a list just now. I was looking it up. I remember the twist being bad. I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was the Now You See Me movie. Uh, with. Jesse Eisenberg. Oh like, yeah, they made oh, the sequel. Well, that was a magic. That was like a real. That was like a real magic twist, right? <laughs> yeah, so where it ended up the magic was real. That was weird. They all ended no, up. No, I think it, it was different. It wasn't that. I think it was. Wait, it was. Um, this way, the twist was magic was real all this time. It's wait. like love was the key all this no, time. No, I don't think that was the twist. I think the twist <laughs> oh, was just. No, else. the twist was like. I'll tell you the twist. I remember it very, very. It well. was just some random guy was the culprit. So basically, <laughs> what happened was um. We have Mark Ruffalo as a detective, and it all turns out that oh. Mark Ruffalo was testing them, their skills, if they could, if they all deserve to go into the magic realm. And they all got, and they, and <laughs> they, they just, it was not convincing at all. Yeah, so I, I was actually surprised that Mark Ruffalo was manipulating the situation. But then when they all got into the carousel and went into the magic world, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Just wait. Dude, I don't. I remember yeah, seeing crazy. this movie, but I don't remember them going to the magic world or realm or. You remember fuck? when they got on the carousel and start spinning around? And yeah, they I remember that. Yeah. So they oh, they all disappeared. How does that work? I think they went to Europe or Do something. They, like that. they went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. The most magical place of them all, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not doing real magic. Yeah, it? right. It's not real. But. When they go but to they the magic world, they were able to fool people really well. So do they start doing real magic when they go? Do they do real magic when they go to the magic world? Never seen the sequel. All, the, all answers could be answered because the movie ends it. when they disappeared. Because wouldn't it suck if uh, you went to the magic world and you're still doing these stupid tricks? But the other <laughs> you don't know that, real magic. Yeah, the they're people the real that are doing real magic. <laughs> I feel like they just look down on you, and that'd be an awkward situation. That would definitely be an awkward situation. Let's see, uh, see a sequel. Uh, all right, Did you see the first one. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm never gonna watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> you just spoiled the movie. I, I believe I uh, pulled it out of a red box back in the day. Oh yeah, I, I saw it in theaters. Honestly, I kind of alone. I. Red Box is obviously. I pulled some turds out of Red Box. Too. Yeah, yeah, but like, do you not miss that feeling of it's like it's late at night, you're leaving Walmart, you just grab a fucking Red Box, dude. And we, I used to go online and look up all the free codes and shit. I just, like, I just had a random memory. Our, our hometown was so shitty. We used to be able to just walk into the movies from the main door and go to the theater. <laughs> you that shit? Yeah, yeah, dude, it was brutal. I did that like three times where I just walked to the show and. I mean, I said hi to the guy at the booth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking rave. Oh, man. Uh, 
I guess I feel like we didn't answer any real questions. I think we just shat on a whole bunch of fucking movies that had really bad twists. I mean, we but explained why they were bad. We talked about some good ones too. Yeah. It was close enough. The know. difference is clear when they work, when they don't. We don't answer all the questions on the podcast. We just answer. Well, most of them. Yeah, most of them. Uh, yeah. All right, you guys have any more final shit. Yeah, <laughs> final thoughts on any more shitty we fucking We just named some movies that ruined a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll so, be okay. I love it. Next week, we're spoiling Men in Black 2. <laughs> we'll just spoil every movie. So I guess about. we'll figure out what we're going to watch next week. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, we'll figure out... Yeah, we'll come back at it next week. Maybe they'll announce the Oscar. Uh, oh yeah, they will. Um, so we can do our uh, like predictions compared to what we think should win next <coughs> week. When are they announcing? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to uh, do it's that. It's like uh, in a couple of days. Oh, I lost last year. I really don't want to do that. Oh, we're gonna do it again. It's gonna be great. I think it's scoreboard. I think it's the twenty fourth when they. Last time it. we did that, I got really drunk. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure I was hungover the next day. Nice. We'll do it again. Oh god. All right. Cool. All right, well, I guess... All right, you guys want to play the game that I know you guys hate a lot? Let's play this goddamn game. Yeah. It's time. Steve, Steve, you get to you get to assign. We need our, our die. Die, die. What so, the table does. I'm actually very upset um, that Steve didn't like falling down. I think he's, uh, I think he's just, he's reading too much into it. He should have just submitted to the 90s. And, uh... I'm, I'm very offended. I, I think um, I think someone here should give it a shot too. You know. I've seen it. What you? Faggot shit. It's um. I remember you bought it from Fye. You're like, dude, you gotta watch it. We went straight to your house and watched. Oh, it. I think I I actually sold it on eBay, but I did have it for oh, a while. Well, I just sold everything on eBay. You know what? I might have kept it. I kept a select few. All right, I'll go first. Uh, this game is called uh, Get Wrecked, Roller of the Highest. Damn, well, Goddamn. <laughs> Someone rolled an 11. Well, hey. actually, that doesn't matter. It just means he's immune. Uh, the roller of the lowest number, however, will be assigned a movie by Steve. Sean is shaking vigorously. He rolls a four. Ooh, not, not so great. Yeah, for you, bud. I've got about a 60% chance of beating that. And wow. Uh, <laughs> that, is count. that is a count. That is a count. The other no. dice. I mean... I hit, I just hit them, but I released it. Fuck it. All right, give me a goddamn movie. All right. So you lost, Sean. And after I yeah. picked up all the pieces that Harvey threw on the ground, and after a deep discussion about what animes you haven't seen, uh. we have settled on Princess Mononoke. Yeah, that looks Steve's good. Steve's anime been, uh, corner, basically. My list. Uh, I love anime. Uh, I love Studio Ghibli. Fucking weeb. <laughs> Coming from the man who's been there how many times? Who speaks the language? Not for anime. Uh, What's that other shit you like? Cowboy Bebop? I love Cowboy Bebop. Never seen it. Fantastic show. Series. <laughs> Fantastic I'll show. I'll weave over that show anytime. Uh, if you want some TV shows, I can give you some TV shows. No, we're good. <laughs> I can't wait for you to lose so I can give you Cobra the movie. <laughs> Who, me? Doesn't yeah. exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't doesn't exist. exist. We found it. We found the figures. Yeah, sure you can't it. prove it. Yeah, yeah pictures. don't exist. All uh, right. So you were watching Princess Mononoke. It's actually one of my favorite uh, films by Studio Ghibli and uh, Miyazaki. Uh, cool. Okay. And it's actually, I consider, I think it's one of his darker pieces as well compared to most of the stuff he's released. Do you own it? Uh, No. Okay, I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah, I don't own DVDs anymore. You'll find it. They released Cobra on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think this shit exists. I don't, I don't have a Blu-ray player. Buy that and I don't watch it. How about that? <laughs> 
All right, guys. Uh, That's it for us. That is it for us. Uh, Harvey, you want to drop down, drop down some information for our listeners? It's your job. Bro. We've got a website. It's called dotherightfilm.com. You can go there and listen to the episodes. You can also send us a message. Tell us some movies we should watch. Uh, tell us if we're doing a great job at our podcast and entertaining people and not sounding like idiots. Um, you can visit <laughs> you can visit our social media accounts. We've got do the right film underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think that's just do the right film and uh, do the right film on Facebook. Reddit. Um, no, we're not on Reddit yet. I, mean, I, po- I post on Reddit. Can we go on Reddit? I'm I was wondering, can we go? Can we go there? Maybe I, once a month, I post on Reddit. I've been on Reddit once in my life. Um, that's a lie. No, it's not. Now I don't even Google shit anymore. I think it's just easier for me to type Reddit on the end of whatever you I'm Googling. Get the Googling. best answers there. Yeah, dude. Because like everything else, I swear, is Reddit, I swear, a lot of Reddit answers <laughs> are just like the people who were you're answering the question for. Yeah, like, but like but also industry. it was the people who like were frustrated at how what terrible the results what are. Questions that you're all asking. It's, it could be anything. Shit, it's yeah. just better if you add Reddit. I just I'm curious now. I'm gonna go on there tonight and check some stuff up on. Reddit. You guys don't do this, like. No, I don't. Like go I was Reddit. googling something to do with like when I was in, like updating the Windows 10 or something, and there was like this little feature that I was like looking to like figure out, and like nothing on the internet was worth a fuck. And then you just type Reddit in the Google search, and you have everything you need right there. If I have a question, I usually ask my mom. She's pretty good about shit. <laughs> you want a number? Mother knows best. Yeah. yeah. So Your mom should start her own search engine. <laughs> <laughs> you type something in, she's like, just go with whatever you, your heart your heart tells you, baby. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> there's a, well, that's man encouraging. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mom. Thanks, like there's Thanks either, Harvey's mom. There's either a, a product idea in that or a movie idea. I'm going to parse through it. Oh, God. Um, that's how you make your copyrighted. Don't touch it. TM, TM. If you liked our episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or uh, whatever podcasting application you use. That'd be great. Yes, I agree. I agree with all those things. Yeah, let's do it. I think we're out uh, of this bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're done. We're, we'll see you uh, in the next 100 episodes. Just wait. So we're not recording until... I don't understand that. So, no, so we'll mean, see them again in another, uh, another hunt, the next 100? No, or like we're in s- the next 100 episodes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was just very confused yeah. for a second. I was like, what? Uh, maybe eventually we'll find uh, what we're looking for. What is that, Steve? Catchphrase. That wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs>